some people have been doing this a while and some people are just starting their comedy career. We have a guy who is taking the stage for the first time right now. I've tried a lot of hobbies. Now, I'm on the hunt for my next hobby. Some common, some not so much. This week... And uh, then I got a, a really big laugh and it was just the greatest, it was the greatest thing I'd ever felt in my life. Stand-up comedy. You're listening to That's a Hobby. This week, I get on stage and tell a few jokes to make people laugh. Stand-up comedy is a hobby that's unique in its impact on society and culture and one where a lot of people experience it and think, I could probably do that. So I thought, how hard could it be to make some people laugh? It's an addiction to the actual palpable sense of the sound and the laugh and the energy. Like a lot of people who think about trying stand-up comedy, I've always been told I'm funny and that I should give it a try. After all, what's the difference between making a small group of friends laugh and a room full of strangers? Comedy was always a big part of my childhood. Our family would actually watch stand-up specials together. I can vividly remember the first time I saw Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious, and I couldn't believe how easily he could make thousands of people laugh. Fast forward 20 years, and I've been to countless large and small shows, including stadium shows and the famous comedy store in LA. I'd watched every special with comedians talking about comedy and what makes a good joke. At a work Christmas party, I was telling a story I was asked to tell again, and the table was in tears. I noticed this and I remember thinking, I think I can tell this on stage. Like it's set up, fail, set up, fail. Stand-up comedy is a really simple form of entertainment. There's you and there's the audience. You succeed if you can make people laugh. Oh, and you shouldn't be one of the people laughing. Those are really the only rules. Stand-up comedy can be traced back maybe to the 12th century in Britain, 16th and 17th century in India, and the 19th century in the States. Stand-up comedy as we know it today, though, is a really young art form, and it's only been around since the 50s. And now, it's only becoming popular in the rest of the world. The style introduced by Mort Stahl of commenting on current events or observational comedy paved the way for comedians like Jerry Seinfeld. In the 50s, Lenny Bruce introduced a rebellious style that addressed prejudice and was pushing the boundaries of vulgarity. He threw out any conventions and hone speaking your mind with minimal consequences is a significant selling point for the majority of modern comedians. Then came along self-deprecating humor that's making jokes about yourself and personal experiences. This is the form I gravitate towards. I do it because I miss the connection with the audience and uh, I ran out of money. Stand-up comedy is a serious business. When I think about stand-up comedy, I either think of a small club with like 50 people in it or a stadium with thousands. It can be both local with contextual jokes or global with universal jokes. Stand-up comedians today are kind of like rock stars. They can sell out arenas, they go on tours, they have merchandise. They're all over audio and video streaming services. In fact, like one-fifth of Netflix's original content is stand-up comedy. And every day we hear about new Netflix deals worth tens of millions of dollars. Until COVID though, most revenue for comedians came from comedy clubs. And comedy club growth was consistent for the last five to 10 years. And it's really because of social media. It's much easier to sell tickets to shows, the better known the comedians are. 
The 10 highest paid comedians in 2019 brought in more than $270 million combined. Again, that's just 10 people. And Kevin Hart led that pack. Like I said, the majority of that money didn't come from movies or Netflix, but touring and selling out major sports arenas. So how do you prepare to do stand-up, typically at an open mic night? It's kind of an odd question. Is it just going up there and making people laugh? Can you go up there and just tell a few jokes or stories you know? You got a joke and it goes diddly 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 boom. Or you got to go diddly diddly boom diddly diddly boom diddly diddly boom. You, you can't have too much diddly diddly before the boom. Well, I figured I'd look for a template or a quick how-to to make sure I wasn't missing anything. What I found was stand-up comedy is kind of a dark art with a lot of different camps. Comedy writing is something you don't see people doing. It's a secretive thing. I've never shown anybody this stuff. I feel a little funny about it right now, to tell you the truth. There are the, you're born with it and you just do it camp. It's like any other skill and takes hundreds of thousands of reps to get good at it camp. You can only learn it in front of a live audience camp. You can go to school and learn it camp. Researching stand-up comedy was like researching how to do art. I figured I just had to pick a way and do it. Thanks to a short video I found by Jerry Seinfeld on his technique, I took out a notepad and wrote down some of the stories I knew could get laughs. So now I'm looking for the connective tissue that gives me that really tight, smooth link, like a, like a jigsaw puzzle link. And if it's too long, if it's just a split second too long, you will shave letters off of words. You count syllables, you know, to get it just, it's more like songwriting. I read it and trimmed it and removed anything that I thought was unfunny or not even necessary. What started as a bunch of funny stories turned into a bunch of jokes that told a story. The hardest part for me was writing the way I spoke instead of how I wrote. I planned to memorize the whole thing and I had to put in a lot of effort to make it sound natural. I even ended up reordering whole sections and messed with the truthiness of some of the jokes. I signed up for an open mic and was given a slot with strict instructions to stick to five minutes. Knowing comedian code, you could never go over your time, so I recorded myself and set a timer. It took a few rounds, but I was finally ready. I got to the show exactly on time, and I was told the instructions again. You have five minutes. Do not go over. Look for the red light to wrap up and get off the stage. You can wait in the green room. Green room? All right. Well, I went to the green room, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. There was a couple of comics having a conversation in one corner, another comic preparing her bristle board signs, and another comic scribbling in her notebook. I just sat there. I took the time to rehearse my set in my head. I watched people go up one by one. They were all funny. No one was bombing. That led me to think, what if I'm the unfunny one tonight? Then, my name was called. Uh-oh. How do I hold this mic? Where do I put my other hand? I forgot to practice holding a mic in front of a mirror. I can't see anything except the front row. Okay, I'll look at the back row and talk to them too. That's not the back row, that's a mirror. I'm looking at myself. Never mind, I'll just look at the front row. Okay, I haven't flubbed a line yet. It's gotta be five minutes soon, I'm running out of my material. I just finished my last joke and I don't see a red light. Never leave the stage without the MC I remember reading somewhere. 
All right, I'm going to tell a joke that I cut out. Okay, I'm all done. I remember from high school, you never say I'm done. Okay, I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, that's how you end a presentation. Thank you. Okay, the MC is running up on stage and I give him the mic while shaking his hand. Now what do I do? All right, I'm going to go stand with the other comics. They're telling me I did great. I think I did well, but I don't remember the last 10 minutes. I'm just going to go home and watch the recording. I think I made people laugh. Diddly, 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 boom. Overall, it actually went really well. I mean, you can judge for yourself. The recording is up on thatsahobby.com and on YouTube. I ended up trying it a year later, and it went well again. Maybe even a little better. That recording is up too. Why did it take me a year to try again, and why did I stop? Well, it's kind of hard to explain, and I've tried. I didn't feel the lasting rush like I read about. And in a way, it was kind of too easy. I followed Jerry Seinfeld's formula, and it worked. I got laughs where I thought I would get laughs. And in the end, I got the same joy making my friends laugh. I know I can do it, and I think that's good enough for me. Hey, listen, I want you to know that your time is valuable to me. And the fact that you spent it listening means a lot. So thank you. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen and maybe tell a friend or two. If you've tried this hobby or you have hobby ideas for me, let me know on Twitter or Instagram. See you next week.